Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Good morning, Tucson, and welcome to the Jeff Dean Show. I am Jeff Dean here with you on this August the 20th, 2021, here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. Thank you for joining us here today. Uh, Mike Greenberg trying to hijack the first hour of my show today. I don't know what, what he thought he was doing. Just turning on his microphone, jumping onto the airwaves. I know we had it yesterday, and I did. Uh, I, I do apologize for not being here yesterday. It was just one of those days where you realize that your voice just doesn't have it. Uh, I use my voice a lot. It's it used it in the mornings. I use it at nights, and there's a lot of announcing and such that goes on. And yesterday just had a lot of vocal fatigue and uh, an extremely sore throat. And it's you know, <clears throat> unfortunately, radio. When you're a radio host, it's one of those one of those positions where you know, like 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 my producer Mary said, you can you can do the job with a broken back, but a sore throat, and you're out. That's just you know, it's just one of those things. So, my apologies, and uh, thank you for those to uh, those who reached out to find out if I was okay, if everything was was all good. Do appreciate it. Just a a slight setback this week, and uh, we'll try to get through it today. Still a little sore, voice a little weak. I just want to make sure that I've got everything that I need for the live scrimmage tomorrow night at Arizona Stadium because, uh, you know, that's an important event in in my opinion. Uh, you know, the radio show is equally as important, uh, but I need full volume for uh, for what's going to go on Saturday night. At least I'm hoping to be able to uh, have to have full volume because we want to have people there for the Saturday night scrimmage. We want, uh, we want that stadium. I'm not saying we're going to get 53,000 people there. That would be ridiculous to think that that would happen. But um, – you know, with with everything that's been going on in the in the off season, I think the the preseason has created a lot of excitement around this football team. There are a lot of new players that you're going to want to get to know, and if you are supportive of this program, supportive of the city, then you're going to want to show up tomorrow night. Fan Fest opens at 4:30; it'll run till 7:30. The Wildcat Walk. You can get your first glimpse at the Wildcat Walk. This is going to be like a game day experience for Jed Fish and his Wildcats, and uh, they want you to be there. So. It's important. Wildcat Walk is at 5 p.m. So if you want to line up uh, Cherry and uh, you know be there for the Wildcat Walk when they get off the buses and everything and, and greet the team as they head to the locker room before, it, it is. Again, it's a scrimmage, but look, this is going to be you know a full dress rehearsal for what we're going to see at Arizona Stadium in three weeks. Of course, depending on what their record will be heading into that game, we don't know yet, but we're going to see them against BYU on September 4th. See what happens. I think BYU is right now favored by 11.5 in that game. Uh, sure. <laughs> what, uh, whatever, you, whatever you want to do with that. I, it's, it's, it's one of those things like how, how, do you, how do you put any kind of a number on a, on a first game of the season, especially given, I mean, first of all, all the changes that happened with BYU in the offseason. They lost. I mean, I don't think any top 25 team is returning fewer starters to their roster than BYU, which is rare for BYU. Uh, so I mean they're you know they're rolling out there with practically a brand new squad, and Arizona is rolling out there with a brand new, not no not no, all new players, but certainly a brand new attitude and a brand new focus, um, and you know a brand new culture out there. So we uh, we get ready for that. 
we have a lot of stuff to get into today, a lot of stuff on campus, a lot of stuff in Tucson, you know, stuff that I didn't get a chance to, to talk about yesterday. Dave Hickey, of course, addressed the, the uh, media, um, and he spoke, you know, the, you know, of course, the director of athletics, spoke about the status of Arizona athletics. And, look, there were a lot of negative a lot of negative news and a lot of negative notes coming out of that press conference, specifically with the finances in the athletic department, and I get it. It's to be expected. I don't know many athletic departments that were thriving this last, you know, these last 14, 16 months. It's been a very difficult time for collegiate athletics. And, you know, only the elite of the elite are going to be uh, making strides during that time. And I think Arizona, given all of the uh, – <laughs> It was a tumultuous 16 months for Arizona. Let's call it like it is. Tons of coaches leaving for other jobs, getting fired, uh, being refused to be renewed by the Arizona uh, Board of Regents. You know, I mean, all these all these things uh, that were out there. So there were a lot of new hires that had to be paid, some buyouts that had to be paid. It's, it's no wonder that Arizona is operating with a massive deficit in the athletic department this year. But I think all things being said, if you were to tell me that that we would be feeling the way we do right now about Arizona athletics after experiencing a, what, a 28 or a $26 million deficit, I think the, the, there's a couple different numbers out there. I think officially it's 26, but I had heard 28 also. But if, if you would, you know, if you had told me that, that we would be feeling the way we do about Arizona athletics, you know, specifically all the sports, not just football, basketball stuff, but I mean the way we feel about women's basketball, softball, baseball, both uh, golf programs, the women's and the men's golf programs, the tennis programs, volleyball. Look, Arizona's doing extremely well. The swim and dive team uh, is, is, having, is taking new strides. You know, across the board um, <clears throat> in all the athletic units there at, uh, at Arizona, I think, we, I think we feel pretty good about all of them. I mean, and even with the worst program winning-wise on the campus right now in the midst of a 12-game losing streak, the positivity, the, the, the feeling of a fun family-type atmosphere, um, you know, let it loose, let it fly type that, that Jed Fish and his staff have brought to Arizona football is a refreshing, I mean, it's certainly different, I mean, way different from the previous three regimes. I've been a season ticket holder for all three of those regimes, and I can tell you right now, there was not, there was nowhere near the enthusiasm surrounding the team. Oh, sure, the marketing department did a great job of, uh, of of selling the program. There were some cool videos that went out there. Rich Rodriguez took the team out and did some Wild West shootouts at Old Tucson stuff, took them out driving around in some Lamborghinis and had some fun with that. But this is this is about football fun, like having fun on the field, being, you know, and being held accountable for all the things that you do in life. And it's 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 a really important message that Jed Fish has sent to his team and to the community. And even though the program is losing miserably right now, we don't have to put that on this regime. This regime gets to start new. They get to start with a clean slate, and they've been able to earn that feeling because of the hard work that they did in the offseason, ingratiating themselves to the community, making the right hires, bringing in legacy guys to come in, and not only coach these young men, but also to reach out to the community. They've been able to go out and drum up individual donations that weren't available to Arizona over the past several years. 
because of the lack of communication, the lack of connection to the alumni. You know, and, and, and this is this has changed. It's changed overnight. Uh, again, I, I don't know how it's going to translate on the field. We don't know. But they deserve our enthusiasm. They've given, they've given us theirs. They deserve ours now. And I, I can't wait to, uh, to have the scrimmage tomorrow night at Arizona Stadium, and I hope to see a ton of people there. I want to see thousands of people there. I really do. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a shill for the athletic department because I'm, I'm a paid employee of the athletic department. That has nothing to do with it. It's about showing the gratitude and getting the res- showing the respect that, that they've earned, that this program has earned. Jed Fish, his staff, and our players have earned from the fans in the community of Tucson. So show up tomorrow night. I mean it. Be there. The Wildcat Walk is, is at 5. There's going to be fan fest, like carnivals and games and things like that, for the, for the two hours following the Wildcat Walk, and then stroll on over to the stadium. It's right next door. Stroll on over to the stadium, get some seats, get comfortable, and enjoy the show because it's going to be a good time. And if you're a student, get some free Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I mean, who would say no to that? So we have some observations from what is essentially now going to be the last practice, the final practice, the final open practice of the preseason for Wildcat football as the media was invited one last time today. It's, it's, a, it's a closed, it's just a walkthrough today. Let's, it, it's not going to be a, a big contact uh, type of practice because they're going to go all out tomorrow. Uh, so it's going to be a closed walkthrough today. So the media got essentially their final look at practice yesterday. And we'll have some observations for that. Also, our very own Justin Spears had a, a great piece in the uh, in the newspaper or online, <laughs> you know, but do it both ways, I guess, uh, on Stanley Berry Hill. And if you have not had a chance to read this yet, give it a read. It's a it's a really really well done piece, and it lets you kind of understand where Stanley Berry Hill comes from and why Jed Fish acknowledged him enough to let him be a representative of this program at the Pac-12 Media Days. It's a great, uh, it's a great, it's a great article. Well done by Justin Spears. Uh, you can hear every afternoon here, 3 to 6 every weekday. Um, also, the Wildcats announced that yesterday they announced that the team is now 100% vaccinated, which means that there will be no competitive advantage for other teams when playing Arizona because Arizona will fit into that uh, will fit into the vaccinated protocol. They have 100% uh, vaccination, which means that the the uh, you know the forfeitures and things like that will not apply to them because they don't have non-vaccinated players that are going to be out there and uh, potentially putting other people at risk. So that's good news. 100% vaccination rate gives them the top rate in the Pac-12. Pac-12 rates across the board are high. Uh, I, I, when we you know when we talked about this earlier, you know, a couple of weeks ago. We talked about. I expected that the vaccination rates would be high in the Pac-12. It's 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 a different breed out here, right? We're we're uh, a lot more aware of these types of things. And I think only one team right now currently sits below like 86 percent um, as far as vaccination rate goes. Everybody else is in the in the mid to high 90s. So that's good to hear. And I think we'll we'll get a full season of of college football in. There may be some some players miss here and there it'll i mean it'll happen it's bound to happen uh due to the you know a covid illness and things but it won't create a competitive disadvantage for arizona because 
they have now achieved their goal of 100% vaccination and uh, the protocols that, that are in place will not affect Arizona. So that's good. That's good to hear. Very happy to, about that and proud of this team for doing that. We will talk uh, coming up after the break as Jetfish claims that his quarterback decision will be now a gut feeling and a little surprise for the team as well. Um, instead of practice on Wednesday, I thought it was a, a lot of fun that uh, he just set the team off to the swing pool. That was cool stuff. Fun to see the players react to that. We have, because of yesterday, I didn't have a show yesterday because I was out sick. We have two pairs of tickets to go see Gabriel Iglesias. So stay tuned because over the next hour and 40 minutes, I will give away two pairs of tickets to go see the Beyond the Fluffy tour that comes out in uh, comes up in November. So be, uh, be ready for your cue to call for that. We'll have a pair of tickets, uh, two pairs of tickets to give away sometime before the end of the show. ESPN Tucson invites you to Sierra Auction. It's the live in-person public preview. Wow, try to spit that out. Take a day off. All of a sudden, I can't uh, can't use my tongue. It's today, August 20th from 10 a.m. It starts at 10 a.m. goes to 4 p.m. It's located at 3911 North Highway Drive there in Tucson. The registration is free. You can go online to do it at sierraauction.com. It's open to the public. There's no dealer license needed. And then you can bid starting tomorrow at 8 in the morning. You get the deals you deserve only at sierraauction.com. You're listening here to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back to the Jeff Dean Show. Let's do it. I I teased it in the previous segment that we've got two pairs of tickets to go see Gabriel Iglesias and the Beyond the Fluffy Comedy Tour. Now we're going to give away one pair of those tickets right now. 520-719-1490. That's 719-1490 is the number you need to call. We're going to take caller number two at 719-1490, and you will win a pair of tickets to go see Fluffy November 13th at the uh, amphitheater, the AVA amphitheater at Casino del Sol, the soul of Tucson. So good luck and uh, enjoy the tickets. Arizona football, of course, wrapping up their their preseason practice session, or at least their open practice sessions. They're going to get in more into uh, uh, game installation stuff and stuff that, that's behind the curtain kind of stuff he, uh, f- next week following the, the, the scrimmage that's coming up Saturday night. Jetfish had mentioned that the quarterback decision at this point is just going to come down to a gut feeling. And to be honest with you, I'm really okay with that because no one quarterback that's been in this competition, at least as far as the big three go, talking Jordan McLeod, Will Plummer, Gunnar Cruz, none of them have shown separation one way or the other. They've all kind of played at the same level as one another. They they offer many different tools in their tool bag, but – uh, none of them have really risen to to the top, so to speak, or at least above above either of the other two. So Jetfish says, "Look, it's just going to be a gut feeling. I'm going to just go with kind of, you know." And I think I I think that he already had a preconceived notion about who it was going to be uh, from the beginning. He just wanted to see what these guys did, and when none of them, you know, really, I guess, exploded or rose to an elite status. Then, uh, then he was going to refer back to to what his gut was telling him months ago when he knew who was coming into camp. Now, in yesterday's practice, Plum, uh, Will Plummer and Gunnar Cruz both 
probably had what many people are saying is their best practices yet of this uh, of this particular uh, preseason camp. They both looked good throwing the football. They were accurate throwing the football. There was a couple of eh, a couple of areas, but we talked about on on uh, Wednesday, right, about how the defense is ahead of the offense and they should be, and we're glad that they are because if they were behind the offense, we'd be in really big trouble. The defense, we'll get into the defense in just a minute. Uh, the defense has actually played really well in camp. Um, Tavian Cunningham, again, continues to to shine, and I'm not surprised. You know, this is a young man who I've mentioned has just incredible athletic skill and has still been learning how to play the position of wide receiver. You know, anytime you have to devote and split time between two sports, for him it's track and field. He's a sprinter and uh, and a really damn good one. Um you know, it's, you, know you, you miss out on a lot of those camps and, and a lot of those uh, a lot of those other types of leagues that you can play in seven on seven leagues where you can hone your skills as a wide receiver or you know whatever position you have to be playing. Be playing. Um, he's just now starting to round out to that or you know get into that uh, that wide receiver look that Arizona has uh, has seen from him uh, in the last couple of years. And, and look, if if he can emerge as a big time playmaker on this team. That's going to be huge for Arizona because that gives Arizona the legit speed advantage in in a game in a in a matchup where they can put him on you know another team whose whose speed corner uh, is essentially going to get run by uh, with Tavian Cunningham. So it's it's huge for Arizona to have a guy like that that can actually run routes and be an effective wide receiver in the passing game. It's going to be huge if if he can actually uh, uh, continue that progress into the season so with Plummer and Cruz and McLeod I, I I'm just gonna I mean I'm gonna go with my gut and it was my gut reaction from I think from day one when somebody you know I, I, they were asking me who do you think is gonna be starting quarterback I'm like I don't know and I said here hold your finger up put a gun to my head I'll tell you and I think it's gonna be Gunnar Cruz I just think he fits with the offense a little bit better what the, what they're trying to do Arizona's gonna be a uh, look, look, like I mentioned, if you remember, if if you're familiar with offenses that, that run in the NFL, think of you, you know like Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay's type offense. A lot of pre-snap motion. Okay, there's going to be a power running football uh, aspect to it, which is why they brought in the fullback. Okay, the specifically San Francisco 49ers love to run that fullback uh, type look. The 22 personnel, they'll run two tight and two backs. 22 personnel is. Uh, there's a lot of fun things you can do with it because what happens when you go 22 is you force defensive coordinators to play base, which you're now dictating what the defensive coordinators calls are going to be, which is a a massive, uh, you know, advantage in the game of calling plays. Like how do you call plays against other teams? Well, if you know what defense they're going to be in, it's really easy to call plays. So, and based on your formation and your pre-snap pre-snap motions, you can essentially move their players, you can move their chess pieces around the board before you decide where you want to go with your chess piece. It's a huge advantage. Um, and that's the type of offense that we're going to run at Arizona. Now, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's not the most explosive offense you've ever seen. It's not going to be five wide and slinging the ball down the field and you know throwing 50-yard, 50, 60-yard bombs all day long. It's not going to be that way. Okay? It's not going to look like Washington State's offense under Mike Leach. It's not going to look like Oregon's offense. You know, as as far as you know, the, you know the the quick throws to the uh, to the, the elusive receivers and you know having 
pitchbacks and all these other it's, – it's not going to be like that. It's going to be more of a we dictate what the defense is going gonna, is gonna to give us as far as looks go, and then we can start moving our pieces from there. And I like that. I'm down with that. I like that offense a lot. I love the fact that that uh, that that Clay Markoff is here, the fullback. He has played extremely well in camp, and he's earned the respect of a lot of players on that football field. Like he's legitimate tough guy. He will he, he'll he'll put you down. Like he's he's a tough dude, and you like having guys like that on your on your team. So. They're going to be a gut, a gut reaction. We're going to get to see the quarterbacks in action tomorrow night. As I mentioned, come down to the stadium, check it out, make your own observations, watch the Wildcats ball out. You can watch the defensive play uh, of, of some of these great, uh, great guys that have, that have emerged in the, uh, in the offseason, including a brand-new defensive lineman who just joined the team from Central Michigan. Okay? He, just, he literally just got here, uh, talking about Muhammad Diallo. And he has, uh, has jumped right in right away, essentially, and made his presence known on the defensive line, which is great because he like literally just got here like a few days ago, and he's been he's been already able to uh, to show up and play with a defensive line. And the defensive line is going to be a point of contention for Arizona's defense this year. They have good players. Problem is those good players have been unavailable so far during uh, during camp. So it'll be interesting to see who's healthy to go week one and what that lineup and what that rotation looks like because. As we know, you know, dating back to the early 21st century when Steve Spagnuolo with the New York Giants was all about get you as many defensive linemen that can move around, you can move pieces around on the defensive line and make sure that you keep a good rotation going to keep those guys fresh so that they can continue to pressure, 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 get in the backfield. That's kind of been the model ever since then. You know, you, you beat Bill Belichick and Brady when they're undefeated in that season, and the, and the reason why is because your defensive line was fresh for the entire Super Bowl. That's the new model of how to beat teams, and it's going to be very important for Arizona to keep that good rotation on the defensive line. So we'll keep an eye on that. Coming up after the break, Arizona could get a nice shot in the arm to their 2022 commitment class as a young man out of California is set to make his announcement today. We'll talk about him, and we'll talk about some of the predictions of where he's going to choose if it will be Arizona. We'll talk about that next. You're listening here to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Congratulations to Peter Dwyer. He was our second caller at 719-1490. He won himself a pair of tickets to go see Gabriel Iglesias at Casino del Sol coming up in November. Congratulations, Pete. Thank you for listening, and uh, enjoy the show as the uh, Beyond the Fluffy Tour. Don't miss NFL Cover 2 every weekday right here on ESPN Tucson. It's brought to you by Barrio Brewing Company. Barrio Brewing Company is Arizona's oldest brewery, celebrating 30 years of brewing right here in the state of Arizona, and uh, we love it. Sterling Lane, a name that Wildcat fans may want to get to know because he is going to be the next on the list of potential verbal commitments to the Arizona Wildcats 2022 recruiting class. Young man out of uh, Oaks Christian uh, in in Westlake, California. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, look, he, he's, a, he's a legit, and I mean a legit, four-star linebacker, almost. I mean, he's just shy of a five-star grade and could still upgrade. He's still got a year of high school to play, could upgrade to a five-star during that time. 
6'4", 240 pounds. I've watched the film on him. He's he's every bit as good as his rating give, uh, tells him he is. He's a top 25 player in the state of California. He's one of the top 35 linebackers in the country. And if Arizona is able to uh, to land a, a young man of, of his potential, that's going to be great things for, for Jed Fish and for Don Brown in this defense. He plays the linebacker and rush edge position. He's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's everything you need in uh, in that position. He, If he does choose Arizona today, as he has announced he's going to uh, to make that uh, make that decision today. Now, the five finalists on his, you know, on his Twitter account shows Arizona, Colorado, Oregon State, Michigan, and Oregon. So there are there are three things that kind of don't belong in that in that list, right? I mean, you got Michigan, you got Oregon, you got national powers, obviously, huge recruiting prowess, and you got little Arizona, little Colorado, little Oregon State. He also has offers from LSU, Arkansas, Arizona State, Utah. I mean, he's got he's got offers from a lot of places and a lot of uh, a lot of schools. I think mean, he had 15 offers altogether. Uh, a lot of schools really, you know, really coveted a player of, of his talent. And just kind of reading the you know, if I if, if I had a crystal ball, I would tell you. But just kind of reading some of the predictions that are out there. Talking with Matt Moreno of Go AZ Cats, they uh, they all pretty much believe that Arizona is going to be his destination. Now, again, first of all, he has to make that verbal commitment today. At some time, we've all known these to be, you know, these types of predictions to be somewhat, um, uh, you know, I, I, always, I always challenge people to manage their expectations, right? Like, don't get yourself too high on something that hasn't happened yet. So we have to wait until he actually makes the verbal commitment, and then we have to realize that it is, in fact, a verbal commitment. This is not a national signing letter, okay? This is a verbal commitment to attend and uh, play football at the University of Arizona. As previously mentioned this week, T-Mac, T-Tyroa McMillan, the wide receiver from Orange County, of course, from Anaheim Servite, teammate of Noah Fafita and Kean Burnett, who have made their verbal commitment to Arizona for 2022. And we were all hoping that T-Mac, who's one of the highest-rated players in the entire country, uh, would have also made his commitment. He decided to make his verbal to Oregon, which is – the school he's wanted to play at since he was like four years old. Like I mean, I did, that's not even a, that's not even a joke. Like he's always wanted to play for for Oregon. So I'm happy for the young man. He's going to be able to play out his dream. But as I mentioned earlier in the week, it's not over. Like Jetfish is not just going to just drop the rope on this one and walk away. The tug of war is going to continue, and you know a verbal commitment can be changed at the last moment. A lot of things can be changed at the last moment in college football and college athletics. We've seen that time and time and time again, and we're going to continue to see it. So just like we want to stay optimistic that the recruiting the recruiting battle for TMAC is not over, we also want to make sure that we're preserving our expectations when talking about the current verbal commits to the 2022 class. As the rankings begin or continue to climb for Coach Jed Fish and this staff, who has done a phenomenal job of not only recruiting big-time national players and regional players, but also bringing kids home to the state of Arizona via the transfer portal and such, which is something that, look, you know, if you've ever, if you ever were coveted or sought after coming out of high school, if you were a high school player who was, you know, offered, even if you were offered something, you know, some, you know, little Division three school somewhere across the country or whatever, the, the allure was always there to leave home, right? I mean, that's that's kind of what we do as – adolescents as young adults 
we get to that 17, 18, 19-year-old stage, and we're like, I need to get out of here. And I, I'm going to go out. I'm going to be my own person, and I'm going to do my own thing. And then after like a year or two, you get a little homesick because you're young and you're inexperienced, and the big, you know, the big world is a, is a nasty is a nasty place to be, and uh, somewhat uh, you know, some people are unprepared for that, and they want to they want to come back home. It's understandable, and some you know some people like to stay home, just like Stanley Berryhill did. If you read the Justin Spears article on uh, on the uh, on the AZ Daily Star website, so Jed Fish has done a great job of of keeping the program relevant to those kids who wanted to return home as well. And look, we've seen that. And look, these guys are players. Like these dudes that have come back to play here in the state of Arizona via the transfer portal from other places, they're here to play and they're here to stay. And I think they're going to be very productive for, uh, for Arizona football this season and, and the upcoming seasons of however, however long their eligibility lasts. So uh, we'll keep an eye out for that. Sterling Lane, again, going to be announcing his decision to commit to somewhere today and uh, many people believe, many experts believe, it will, in fact, be the University of Arizona. So good to know about that. Let's get into some Arizona basketball news as a couple of things happened over the last 24 hours that I want to talk about. Arizona basketball, they got their conference matchup dates. Okay, so we'll talk about some of the schedule. We know what the preseason schedule looks like or the non-con schedule. There's a couple of conference games in there because of the new conference expansion to 20 as opposed to 18. But now Arizona got its back-end 18, the conference season uh, dates. We don't have the specific days and times, but we know the weekends that they're going to be matched up. Arizona also loses assistant coach Jason Terry. If you had any any type of, of connection to the basketball program or just even a slight fleeting interest in Arizona basketball, you probably had a good idea that he was not going to be sticking around for too long. He was not long for the Arizona sideline was Jason Terry. He goes to the G League. He's going to be the new head coach uh, for, the, uh, for, the, for Grand Rapids Gold, and we wish him all the best. Look, Jet is – he was meant to be a coach after his playing career. Just the connections that he made during his time in the NBA, his personality, his attention to detail – his ability to, to to speak the position to people. He, he's, he's a born coach. Like, he is just a natural coach. He's very good at it. Um, so we knew that. And he has had offers from the NBA from day two. Day one was an offer from Arizona to come here and be an assistant coach. That was day one. Day two, NBA offers started coming in. And he stayed true to his commitment to Arizona for one season. That was all his commitment was to Sean Miller and this and this staff and this program for one year. Uh, he was up for a job in Dallas. He was up for another job. I, uh, I can't remember w- which staff he was with, and then that staff kind of got changed up. And then now is going to be the head coach in uh, in the G League. And look, this is how, this is where it starts for a lot of play for a lot of, of coaches, young coaches, just like Joseph Blair, who we're familiar with. You know, Joseph was with Sean Miller for one season as an assistant. Then he went to the G League, ex- essentially elevated to head coach. Uh, with the Rio Grande uh, Vipers, won a championship in 2019, okay, and then immediately became target number one on the radar for a lot of head coaches and a lot of staffs in the NBA. And he's been on a couple staffs so far, and he now has a very prominent assistant coaching role under new head coach Wes Unseld Jr. with the Washington Wizards. So we've seen this before. It's not the first time it's happened. won't be the last time it happens. I'm going to miss seeing Jet on the court and at McHale Center and around, uh, around McHale because he's he's a, a a light 
uh, uh, to all. He's just he's just a wonderful guy to be around. He's always smiling, and he's always got a great positive attitude. He's a lot of fun to be around. I'm going to miss seeing Jet, but we wish him all the best with his new head coaching job in Grand Rapids and all the best in the future to assistant and possibly head coaching jobs in the NBA. Um, real quickly, the conference pairing, the weekend dates that Arizona basketball got um, for, the, uh, for the conference season, they opened conference season over New Year's weekend in Los Angeles, which we've seen before. This is, this is not the first time this has happened. This, is, this will be like the second or third time in the last six years that Arizona has been on the road on New Year's weekend, in lot, specifically in Los Angeles. It's happened plenty of times before. Uh, a lot of times they've been in NorCal as well for that weekend. Then they travel to Tempe the following weekend for the, for the road game against the school from up north. Now, this means that we won't have a home game in the McHale Center for a month because Arizona wraps up their home non-con schedule against Cal Baptist on December 18th and won't return for a home game until the weekend of January 19th when they host the Rocky Mountain Schools. Colorado, Utah come to town that weekend. So it's going to be a full month of no basketball in McHale. Now this is different from previous seasons, previous years, where Arizona was constantly hosting home games during the fall or during the holiday break season. We would always play the school from up north during the holiday break, which always irked me because it never allowed our student section to come in and root against the rival. I hated it. I, I, I hate having rivalry games over holiday break because it doesn't, it doesn't allow the students to come in. The students are on break. They're out of town. It doesn't allow them to root against their, their rival. And Arizona was constantly hosting their rival over holiday weekend. It drove me nuts, absolutely nuts. This year, Tempe gets that bag because the Pac-12 was like, here, um, you get to host your rival over holiday uh, holiday break, so it won't be whatever they call themselves, the two two six three crew or whatever the hell they're called uh, up there in Tempe. It'll be them uh, not able to cheer on their uh, their team against their rival. Uh, the season is going to end the weekend of March second through fifth versus the NorCal schools, and the home game versus the uh, the school from up north is slated to be that week of January twenty sixth through the thirtieth of January. So mark your calendars, get ready. Be prepared for that and uh, cheer on your Wildcats at the McHale Center. Taking on whomever for whatever weekend and whatever dates we happen to get um, for that particular uh, for that particular uh, season or for that particular non-con or the conference season coming up. 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson and Tucson Appliance are looking for the next big radio star. It could be you if you think you've got what it takes to do what we do on the air and keep your throat healthy and happy. Submit a video, which is 60 seconds or less to ESPNTucson.com. The voting is going to start August 27th, so you've got less than a week to get your uh, to get your videos in. Your video could even get played during the Spears and Ali show on afternoons from 3 to 6, and the grand prize winner will be a weekly phone guest spot on the Spears and Ali show to talk whatever sports is burning that day. The star is born on ESPN Tucson, brought to you by Tucson Appliance only at Tucson Appliance, where our low prices are your priority. Returning after this on the Jeff Dean Show at ESPN Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back here to the Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. Got a real rapid segment here. And then our usual really, really short break at the top of the hour. And right back at it for hour number two. So just stay right here, not going anywhere. 
and uh, we'll be right back after the break. After I just do a little a little quick little quick hitter here, uh, we'll have some things coming up in hour number two that I want to discuss. The Arizona Coyotes got a disrespectful slap of reality to the face yesterday. We'll discuss that. Uh, NBA executives and scouts left a very well a very vocal person at least off of their NBA list of best players, and he let everyone in the world know about it yesterday, as he usually does on his Twitter account by basically clapping back at anything that he dislikes. Uh, NFL preseason action, we saw our boy J.J. Taylor. I've been talking about J.J. I've been hyping him up this offseason. He's going to have a prominent role with the, with the Patriots. They love him there. And, man, did he, he put a move on last night. Oh, boy. J.J., and he had a great game. Scored a touchdown, had 145 all-purpose yards. He is really making hay with Belichick and the Patriots this year. And uh, he will have, as I mentioned, a very prominent role on that offense. And they looked really good last night, by the way. And I think they silenced anyone who thought that maybe Mac Jones might be taken over as the lead quarterback in that uh, in that system. It's definitely not going to be this year. Maybe next year, but not this year. And also an interesting article that came out this morning. Nicole Auerbach does a great job in The Athletic talking about college football. Announced that the Big Ten Pac-12 ACC alliance could occur as early as next week. The announcement could be coming next week, so we'll talk about that. we got a whole lot more to get into here in hour number two. It's a really busy football Friday as we'll be talking some NFL and a whole bunch of other things coming up in hour number two. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Jeff Keen Show right here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. From the Casino Del Sol studio, the soul of Tucson, this is ESPN Tucson. 1490 KFFN AM Tucson, KMXC HD4 Tucson. 